Devils plays it cross ice into the far corner. Matteau swoops in to intercept. Matteau behind the net. Swings it in front. He's got Good afternoon, and welcome to episode 12 of Two Guys, One Cup. I'm your host, actually flying solo today, Sean. Uh, Rock has uh, been caught up with work. Um, guys, you know, obviously you've been following. Uh, Rock just had twins a few months ago. Um, he was out of work for a little bit and just had to go back. So still, uh, we're trying to lock down uh, some more consistent times here. But I wanted to jump on real quick, at least just to get you guys, you know, some content. Obviously, I speak to Rock every day, you know, going back and forth about Ranger stuff. So a lot of the things I'm saying, I'm sure a lot of things that he would would also say. So it should be should be on the same wavelength. Um, just want to start off the show with uh, Rod Gilbert. And, you know, it's tough, man. Part of my experience in going to games, um, like I've said before, I Thankfully, you know, sometimes it's not who you are, it's who you know. And I'm able to get down to the Delta Club without a dollar out of my pocket, just knowing the right people. I've met Rod Gilbert probably close to 10 times in the Delta Club. Um, One of the most approachable, nicest, most genuine people you'll ever see. Um, I still still remember a – I forget if it was 20. 14 or 2015 during one of the playoff runs go to the bathroom and rods rods waiting online like everybody else to go to the bathroom in, in the delta club it was crazy and uh rods <laughs> taking a piss at the urinal next to me and i go rod they really could use you on the power play out there and his response was oh forget me steve vickers they need steve vickers out there there's yeah but it was just stuff like that like i was such a just just such a normal dude and you know I don't know if he's paid to be there. He's at every game. Um, the guy l- eats, lives, breathes, and shits Ranger hockey at, at all the way to the day he died. Um, like I said, just in my the ten or so times that I've met him and you know had conversations with him, the guy he is he is Mister Ranger. If anyone has ever like Brian Leach is my favorite player of all time. Raj Gilbert, who I've never seen play a minute of hockey. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm 40. He retired, I think, literally just before I was born. Um, yeah, I never saw him play, but he he is Mr. Ranger, and he will be missed. You know, the next time when I go to opening night, if I'm, who knows what James Dolan has done? You know, as far as whether I could still get in the Delta Club anymore. You know, post in a post pandemic environment, but I will miss you know going down there and seeing Rod and saying hi, shaking his hand. You know, it's a, it's it's part of, you know, one of my things when I when I go to games, I always know he's there. Greshner's there most games, but I mean, Gilbert, I I can't remember the last time I I've been to a game that Rod wasn't at. So, you know, rest in peace, 80 years old for uh, for Rod Gilbert. The next thing I want to just touch on real quick, oh, I don't know, this one will be real quick actually. Um, Andy Strickland and Cam Jansen have a podcast called the Cam and Strick Show, I believe it's called. They had Jeff Gordon on. If, if you haven't heard this, I'm sure you've seen, you know, some people tweet about it. I've tweeted about it a little bit. Check it out. 
because and starts around the 45 or 50 minute mark you know of their podcast if you don't like jeff gordon listen to this and tell me you still don't like him as a person afterwards it was one of the most i don't know he, he was he was so open and honest didn't hold anything back i mean the guy the guy's got wit 100% he's got he's got some wit but there's a few takeaways uh, that I that I came away with this. The first one being Artemi Panarin. So I preface this with uh, Andy Strickland or Cam asked him straight up. You know, you know, this was a very difficult year for you. You know, you had to deal with some 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 different things. You had Tony, you know, with the social media and having to wave him, and you had the Panarin uh, Russia situation, and so he referred to Pan- not once during the interview did he refer to Panarin as Artemi or Panarin every single time he brought up his name he said the bread man this is a general manager of a multi-billion dollar organization I don't know if you're calling the organization's best player by a nickname as opposed to his real name if there isn't just a little undertone of resent, dislike, I don't know. I mean, go back, go check it out and listen to it and tell me, you know, tweet at me or, or write, you know, in the uh, Facebook group what you think. But I just felt just an undertone of like, oh, yeah, you know, the bread man. Like, who the hell, like, who talks like that? I don't even call him the bread man. I'm, and I'm a fan. I'm not the, you know, the guy's former boss. It was, just, it was just very weird. So they talked about the, um, you know, the whole situation with Russia, and they tried to get a little bit more out of him. And he just said, you know, it, it, it was more just, you know, they gave him all the time he needed, and you know, to, you know, make sure his family was okay over there. He referenced his grandparents. Actually, the biggest concern that that Panarin had was his grandparents, not or both. Uh, I get that obviously they're grandparents; they're a little older, but I, I take it that one of them's ill. And the biggest concern was doctors shutting them out and them not being able to get the medical care that they needed over in Russia. That was actually his biggest concern. And so Gordon said, you know, it's, it's probably best if a player's head is not 100% here, it's probably best that he doesn't play. And left it at that. But again, he still kept referring to him as the bread man throughout the conversation. And it just leads me to believe, was there still like, dude, if you, you know, put your, get your shit together and just play and don't sit out, do I still have my job? You know, like there was almost some of that in there because as the interview goes on, he reveals, he doesn't know why he was fired. He has been asked, he almost said straight up because the, the Tom Wilson incident comes up and he says, it couldn't have just been one incident, right? He hasn't had a conversation with Jeff Dolan. He was just fired. He he spoke to Dolan that day, has not had a, has not spoken to him since. He still talks to John Davidson every day. These are two guys that were fired, what, three months ago? They're working. Jeff doesn't have a job. And uh, JD obviously is back as the uh, the president in Columbus. But I mean, they still talk every day and talk about hockey. You these guys would have been, must have had such a good working relationship. And it probably pisses them off 
that they were undermined and forced out. Because, I mean, I have no doubt in listening to this. Listen, and he jokes around in this interview also by, you know, because he liked Chris Jury a lot. He's the one who brought Chris Jury in. And he would always joke about Jury. He goes, you know, I'll, I'll be gone and you'll still be here and, you know, take it over. So it's almost like he, you know, he knew that Chris was going to be a GM in the league and that, you know, it was up to Gordon to basically keep his job because Chris would be waiting in the wings. And he knew that when he hired him. So, you know, credit to him that he had the uh, the confidence to bring in good talent, you know, despite knowing hey, he, this guy might take my job one day. But there was obviously an undermining there, not by, not by Drury himself, um, but I mean, put it out there who who you think it could be. I think it's Sather, but well, you know, hopefully hopefully more things trickle out over the next few years about this whole situation. Because it, it's still, to me, very, very weird. But, yeah, no, so he – Gordon legit made it seem like um, other than this one situation, I can't understand why else I was fired. Um, and then referencing, you know, obviously we knew we needed to get tougher uh, because he, J.D. loves toughness. Do you think J.D. didn't know that this team needed to be tougher? That that was a, that was a, a quote he referenced. But the big thing that you take away from this is they were not – all in to win this previous season. You know, they they knew that they had the kids. They had Lafreniere, Kako, Heedle, and then Kraftsoff comes later on in the season. And he knew that these guys all needed to get proper ice time so that they could make an, their own internal evaluation. He said, you know, you can't keep everybody. And so the only way to evaluate is to give these guys time. He goes, you know, if the they weren't necessarily building to build the team, it was really about getting the kids the playing time that they needed and being able to be in the right spots. And so it's almost like, yeah, this is a no brainer that after, you know, the Islanders games and the Tom Wilson situation that the mandates changed and Drury's mandate was to go build a team that can go compete. And that's why he did what he did with the bottom six. But it's not like Gordon and John Davidson just had no idea. They weren't ignoring it. There was a method to, to where they were going, and they thought that they were going to be a lot of more time. Uh, he said he does not regret the letter. And he said, you know, obviously it's in a selfish aspect. It probably would have been better to keep going. But what he what he truly felt was best for the organization was to blow it up and rebuild and trade away the Hayes and McDonough's and JT Miller's, you know, et cetera. So that. That's really what I took away from from the Gorton interview. Um, like I said, I would definitely check it out. It's the Cam Jansen, Andy Strickland uh, podcast, and he—that's the other thing they asked him about was Tony D'Angelo. That that whole situation. So apparently, this really has more, and this is from Gordon. It it had mostly to do with him combating back and forth with fans on Twitter. It wasn't his Trump posts? Had nothing to do with what he put out there. It was the reactions that he then reacted to. He goes, this is an entertainment business. You can't be pissing off your fans. So he had conversation after conversation where he just finally he told him, he goes, listen, is it worth it? He goes, is this really worth it to you? That, you know, the responses and then going back at these people, you're never going to win it. And that was, you know, I Tony couldn't stay away. So the Georgiev incident, I don't even... He didn't even mention it. So I don't think that that really had anything to do with anything. That was just, a, it was just 
the, the final straw, the last thing where his name came up again, like you said, if your name comes up again with anything, you're gone. And he's, he held to it. But that he, he likes Tony as a person. He said that flat out. He said many GMs have contacted him uh, asking you know, about him. He says, listen, great guy, very good player, 60-point defenseman. Sometimes he just he's, he's got to get out of his own way off the ice. But you know, he's not a bad person. And you know, he, he gave a, a good recommendation. And there he is. I mean, he's signed with the team that had how many ex-Rangers on it. That shows you how much he was liked by his teammates. That I'm sure Jesper Faust and Shea and everybody else that's down there in Carolina now all went to bat for him. So he's going to enjoy himself down there, that's for sure. That's going to be a pretty good team. So that'll wrap up for the the Gorton interview aspect. Um, other thing I want to just get out there. So Sean Couturier today signed a eight-year extension at $7.25 million per year. Sorry about that. Guys, I'm, I'm drinking water. It's hot as hell in here. I'm by myself. I can't even mute and let Rock talk for a little bit. So bear with me here. Um, but yeah, Couturier signed 7.25 by eight years. That sets the bar for what Mika Zibanejad should sign for because they're both from the same draft class. They're both 2011 draft picks. And I, I broke – I'm obviously not an analytics guy. I'm not talking about any analytical shit. Couturier is a better defensive center than Mika. Mika's a good defensive center, very good penalty killer. Couturier is one of the best in the league. Couturier is you – know, I think he finished second in the Selkie, what, two years ago? You know, he's a Selkie guy every year. So just the, you know, just in the high level stats here for Couturier, 276 games played over the last four seasons, 252 points. Zabenejad has played 267 games the last four years, 246 points. They're right on the same level as far as offensive production goes. Couturier is a superior defensive player to Zabenejad. So, I don't see on what planet, unless they go into the season and Zabanajad puts up like a 45 or 50 goal season, outside of that, I don't see how an extension for Mika is going to be more than 7.25, maybe 750, at the very ceiling eight. So, And that's if, that's if Mika wants to stay here, because he's going to have to, listen, on the open market, could he get nine probably, but you want to go play in Minnesota or do you want to stay on Broadway? You know, there's... If he wants to stay here, a deal will get done. I think it'll be in that range. My guess, and I've said it for a while, has been eight by eight. But this Couturier thing makes it a lot a lot easier to see the light at the end of the tunnel with how much money is going around because you're seeing all these you know, 23 and 21-year-old defensemen get $9 million a fucking year. Who knows what you know what a center was going to get if defensemen are getting that type of money. So I'm, I'm glad to see that there's a little uh, a little sanity left in the uh, the hockey world when it comes to these extensions. And then the sad part. So Henrik Lundqvist has officially officially hung him up, and I, I've defended Hank left and right, up and down. There's been a lot of Hank detractors. He never won a cup. He. I, I mean, the, the notion that he comes up small in big moments. I mean, his game, legendary game seven numbers. I don't know where anyone ever comes up with that shit. And it's really fucking annoying. 
I mean, you could you could literally, I'm sure, take Gordy Howe's uh, career, and you can probably nitpick and find something you want to you want to throw out there. I mean, even Wayne, I'm sure you, I'm sure you could try and find one thing out of Wayne's career that oh well, he didn't do this. You know, Hank carried a team that had no business making the playoffs for several years into the playoffs. Teams that had no business advancing in the playoffs, he advanced with. That 2012 run, those were all a bunch of kids and Gabrick and, you know, and Richards. But Richards, you know, everyone complained about how, you know, he was shot. So it's, uh, the guys had an unbelievable career. He, the best goalie I've seen play for the Rangers. And yes, I saw almost all of, oh, no, no, I did see all the Mike Richter's career. I saw his first game in the playoffs in 90. So I've seen all of Richter's career. Give me Hank. I would uh, to this day. I still take Hank over Richter. I know Richter came up, you know, big when it mattered. He had those two runs in '94, '97. Great for Team USA in the uh, the Canada Cup. Still, I still take Hank. I still think Hank is the best goalie that that I've ever seen play for the Rangers. You know, if we can get into conversations about you know Dave Kerr or. Lauren Cabot and, you know, guys from, you know, 50, 60, 80 years ago, but I'll, I'll stick with Hank <laughs> for, for what I've seen, but it's going to be uh it's going to be a good celebration uh, when they go to retire his number for those of us who, who go to the games, you know, I have season tickets or just, you know, this is a game you're going to go to. It's really, it's going to be the first time, you know, cause I'm me and rock have, have discussed it at length. Like we're sick of 94 already. We need new memories. We need, you know, new, new things to celebrate. This will be the first time where you're going to start to see, you know, some of the newer retirees, you know, Colt Nor will be on the ice. Who's had a lot of games to begin with, but Colt Nor will probably be there. You're going to have Callahan. I'm sure is going to be there. Girardi. First time of really getting to cheer these guys back, you know, back as Rangers again. Um, you know, and who knows who else would be there from some of those teams. I mean, how awesome would it be if Yager comes, you know, for his Jersey retirement? It's just, you know, there's, there's a lot of, it's 15 years worth of guys that once they were gone, they were gone and they haven't been brought back because they didn't win a cup. So there's never been the reason to bring them back. So finally we'll have our Jersey retirement to the one guy who does deserve to have his Jersey retired despite not having a cup. So that should be a lot of fun. I look, look forward to that. I sell my season tickets. I sell as many games as I can and go to as many games as I can. And uh, that's the one game everyone's like, oh, when's, when's the Jersey retirement? I want those. There's no price tag on it. No chance I'm selling that game. No chance. So I just wanted to hop on real quick uh, and just go over these things that have just you know been – Wanted to give you guys a show, first off. I didn't want to leave you guys without a show for the week. You know, Rock was upset that he obviously we couldn't make it work this week, but we didn't we we promised you that we would get you out something every week. So I just wanted to jump on. I know it's only twenty minutes or so, but at least it's something. Got got this whole Gordon situation off my mind. <laughs> don't have to don't have to deal with that. We could put that to bed and uh look forward. We're only a few weeks away from training camp. So that's that's exciting, and seriously can't get here quick enough because there's no news other than this Gordon interview. There was no fucking news, man. It's it's getting real difficult not having anything to anything new to talk about. So 
hopefully in the next uh, couple of weeks we start to get you know maybe some things finalized as far as because there's a lot of UFAs out there that I think are good players that can help teams. Tyler Bozak for one could help us. So fourth line center, I take it. Even a third line center if you want to move Heedle to a wing, I would take it. Guy wins a ton of faceoffs, tough to play against. But just as an example, there's going to be a lot of guys like that that are going to probably have to take PTOs and uh, you know try and win a job. But I can I can definitely see someone like Bozak and I don't have a list in front of me, but there are definitely several other guys. Derek Broussard signed today, so he's staying with Elaine Vigneault. He went to Philadelphia. I think he got just over the league minimum for a year. So hopefully stuff you know hopefully these GMs are you know finally done with the quote unquote cottage. And they're uh, they're back to work, and you know we could start to get the ball rolling on some things. I won't mention the guy up in Buffalo, but hopefully that situation gets done sooner than later. And like I said, before you know it, my kid will be born into this world in the next few weeks, and we'll have training camp. So hopefully this is the last time I have to jump on solo. But you know, and me and Rock will be back next week with a show. What day? We'll figure it out. <laughs> Until next time, guys, I'm Sean signing off for Two Guys, One Cup. Make sure to check out the uh, Facebook group, the Two Guys, One Cup Facebook group, and 2G1C Rangers, or at 2G1C Rangers on Twitter. Feel free to hit me up with comments. And uh, a shout-out to uh, my buddy out in Finland. Uh, where are you? Hold on. I'm going to find I'm gonna, I swore I was going to mention your name here. Petri. Petri Kakanen. I hope I pronounced that right. I don't know if you're a goalie for Edmonton or something, but thanks for being part of the group. Thanks for reaching out on 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 Facebook. It's awesome that we're we're international guys. We're huge in Finland. You know we're, what David Hasselhoff is to Germany, we are to Finland. That's the goal. I'll see you guys next week.